0: Thank you Next Okay First things first Your exes should be blocked You know Acknowledging the good things And moving on We're not about bad vibes here Are you relationship experts? No No. (laughs) My pants were wet It ain't even about BDE anymore It's about thank you next energy Yeah
1: welcome to thank you next the podcast about turning your relationship L's into wins
0: we've had quite a few listeners tell us that they don't know what an l is it's a loss how people say it is like oh hardy i took an l today no i don't take any else
1: oh, i take them every day especially when it comes to male female relationships
0: so that's why when we're referring to l we're saying it's a loss that we're turning into a lesson in case you didn't know i'm raj i'm hardy
1: we are two creative beautiful wonderful women are we women yeah i feel like not not a girl not yet a woman but i feel like you might be a a bit more of a woman
0: i don't classify myself as a woman i classify myself as a girl you know my insta profiles they were all called a girl called raj before and lots of people put peer pressure on me to change it to just raj panda
1: oh yeah
0: so i used to really like being called a girl called raj
1: you do have a girly voice like childish
0: like a toddler. I don't know what Hardeep's obsessed with saying I sound like a child. A beautiful creative child who has done
1: some soul searching and reflecting and now wanted to share their relationship lessons with the world uh, who's of age over 18.
0: It's so you don't make the same mistakes as us you just make different mistakes but we want you to share your mistakes with us as well. Your L's you know. Please. And I just want to make clear when we're talking about relationships we don't just mean the romantic ones we're talking about all of the relationships in our lives including friendships, family, work politics all of that
1: we'll be figuring out what the lesson and win from that experience was and saying thank you next to it in a positive way you know just so we're not crying over the same thing over and over again for the rest of our lives i don't do that i don't cry about the same thing for the same year again again again
0: yeah because the same lessons aren't repeated over and over again in your life right no i do end up crying about the same things over
1: and over again but i want to not do that so this i'm trying to move forward
0: so let's just do a little warm-up what are you saying thank you next to this week nothing Uh, go on ask me ask
1: me all right Raj what are you saying thank you next to this week
0: you know what I did something really bad so like I don't know why but me and Harley were watching like old Bungra videos and no you're not saying this (laughs) I came across this rapper and um I was like mimicking his rap and I was taking the mick out of him and stuff and I was like oh who is this guy like why does he rap in this American accent how is he rapping this word with this word what like who is this Googled him and I'm like, speaking to Hardy, but I'm like, oh my God, this guy. And then all of a sudden on Wikipedia, it says he was, yeah? Immediately.
1: Basically, Raj was taking piss out of a rapper who's actually no longer with us. And is, she's laughing now. She's she's like, got no words.
0: It was so bad. And I just felt so- It was bad. I felt so bad. bad that I was there, like taking the mick out of this person. Uh, But it's still, I don't know why it makes me laugh. (laughs) But um, I don't know why I won't share this with you guys, but I I think I want to say thank you next to taking the piss out of people. (laughs) Because you don't know if they're alive or not. (laughs) You don't don't know if they made it to tomorrow. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Does that work? Maybe it's better
1: because like, I don't want the... I don't want you to take the piss out of me while I'm alive, while I'm here to witness you taking the piss out of me. (laughs) Like, maybe it's better that I'm not here, that you then you take the piss out of me, because then it will never reach me.
0: Man, I just just
1: don't know. (laughs) I actually want to say thank you next to my old behaviour of last year, when I had an altercation with someone.
0: Oh, an altercation.
1: Yeah, I felt a bit uncomfortable. So instead of actually communicating any of that, I just blocked them off absolutely everything. However, this week the first time in my life i came across a similar issue and actually addressed it so i want to say thank you next to hardy's old behavior there
0: but you know what i have to say sometimes blocking is the only option yeah and sometimes it's the healthy option as well sometimes Mm. but that was my default for everything so so in the future i'm not going to get blocked that's what we're saying here
1: hopefully potentially see what you do
0: all right cool thank you for telling me what you're saying thank you next to hardy we want to know what you want to say thank you next to so make sure you email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com and tell us and follow us on socials for a little extra content on thank you next pod on twitter tiktok and instagram
1: Sexy pics, sexy reels.
0: Yeah, I've been told I've got good boobs.
1: Sexy content. Sexy everything, really. Especially when it comes to us. I got told I got good uh, personality. <laughs> <laughs> I got told I got a really great set of personalities.
0: Oh, you do, honey. You do.
1: Thanks, but, uh Next.
0: This week, we got our first guest who's going to be sharing their L's with us. This person?
1: has done not one, not two, but three dating reality shows, which is my fucking dream.
0: What, you want to do a dating
1: reality show? Oh, 100%. Really? It's coming, it's coming for me. But anyway, she has put her love life out there to the world again and again and again.
0: She famously left a certain villa in Espanol. And that person is... Amy Hart.
1: Who crashed into a wall... In her drive,
0: very recently. Let's see what she's saying thank you next to. Next. So, welcome Amy to the podcast. Hello. We wanted you on the podcast because obviously you're someone who's not scared to make fun of yourself.
2: Yeah, I always say when people are like, you know, when you have to do that annoying thing when you're on telly and they go, I'm such and such and I'm best known for. It's like, no, 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 it's not what you're best it's what you're known for. (laughs) Like, so whenever someone I have to do that, I'm best known for, I always go, I'm best known for crying a lot on telly.
1: Oh, me. I think at the time seeing you like crying on TV, like I probably didn't get it, but watching it back... I'm like, what a confident lady. Which one though? Love Island, Celebs Go Dating, like... Love Island specifically, I think you did a good job of like communicating like really well and also (laughs) it's actually so brave, like going out there and putting your shit out there because the rest of us do it behind closed doors, you know, no one's judging us, no one's watching our every move and you're out there doing that.
0: But I think you gave a lot of girls inspiration when you were on Love Island because you had that chat with Curtis and you had the receipts, like you had notes in your phone. You went there prepped like a business meeting, like, listen, here are the receipts. Have you ever done that before in your life? Or was that the first time you did that?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, a 100%. So when I've like fallen out with friends, If we're going to have like
0: a phone call, whatever to talk about
2: it, I will always have a list of things I want to say and things I need to say because I am the worst one for getting all caught up and then going afterwards. And I feel like once you've had that conversation, it needs to be done, especially like with friendships and stuff. You can't like keep it going and keep it going. So I feel like you, once you've had that conversation, it's got to be done and, and you can't go back and go, Oh, I know, I know it's all sorted now, but I just wanted to say, this really nice as well because if not what happens is you get drunk (laughs) and at two o'clock in the morning you're in the kebab shop and you're like oh and by the way three years
1: ago you really annoyed (laughs) me No, I think that's really smart. I think it's so smart to write down exactly all the things and go through them.
0: But what made you do that? Like what made you think, okay, this is how I'm gonna deal with these situations. Like what was the one thing that made you start doing that? I think just
2: because having that, oh, I wish I'd said that. Oh,
0: I forgot to say that. Yeah. How psycho
2: is this? I sometimes don't have the conversation because I know people so well and I have a crazy long-term memory. So I know how people will react to certain things. So I have the conversation with them but in my head and I know what they're going to say. And I'm like, Do you know, what? it's just going to annoy me too much. I'm not going to have the conversation.
1: Oh, wow. I'm like, are you a Pisces? No.
2: No, cancer. Sensitive little crab. Oh. When I, I found out I was going to Love Island to one of my friends, and she was like, oh, my sensitive little crab. I'm not sure you're going to be cut out for reality TV, but okay, we'll try it. You've done a good job, though. Uh, it was hard, though. It was hard. Like, I, I am very sensitive. I'll come on to it later, but I've had a lot of therapy and, I didn't realise that tiny little things that you don't think about rule how you live your life. Like they say, you can brush enough stuff under the carpet. But one day someone will move the carpet and it's all there together. Um, and the carpet was moved.
1: I find that people prod me, prod me, prod me and it's fine. And then it takes the tiniest little thing and I just like go mental.
2: Yeah. When I worked at BA, they used to say like when they were training us to be cabin managers, because I was like in charge of a whole plane, believe it or not. They used to say to us, like, when you're on the aircraft at three o'clock in the morning and you're sending a really horrible email to the CSM that you've taken over from because of the state they've left the aircraft in, write it, save it in your notes, go home, have your post long haul nap. And wake up and read it again and see if it still bothers you as much when you're at home. Because you don't want to make any noise. And I do that. I, I do really snap at people and then 10 minutes later I'm like, oh, mm, sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I should have probably just thought about that.
1: That's good advice. How, so how long, because you said, so you have a nap. How long is good to wait? Are you saying like half a day, a whole day? Yeah,
2: like a couple of hours
1: maybe. Or like, just
2: just think about it. Like, I remember once I fell out with my friends because he was helping me with my Inst- my Instagram. And yeah, you know this awful you thing that you have to do—the new post because the Instagram algorithm hates us all—you have to do the new post thing. But obviously, you cover the photo; otherwise, people see it. Yeah. You want people to say, "Oh, what's the photo look like?" And he did one for me, and he put a see-through new post on. And we talked about it before, but obviously, whatever. And I'd just woken up, and I went, "Have we not had the conversation?" And we end up having a huge fallout over it. And I think, like. Cause he was probably stressed, I was stressed. So it was just that moment where I'd probably wait a little bit or just gone, oh, can I I'm just gonna redo really that new post thing. But when you do it in the moment, you go. Thank you
1: next. So should we get on to your pop culture, thank you next? So something that's happened recently that you want to say thank you next to.
2: Now I would just like a disclaimer before I begin. I'm not a Trump supporter. Joe Biden and Jill Biden are my absolute favourite people in the entire world. It's not an interview I haven't watched, darling. I haven't slept for the last four weeks.
0: And dogs are back in the White House. I didn't even know they were not in the White
2: House. I was like, what? What, like actual dogs? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they've got two pet dogs and they're getting a cat as well. I downloaded Audible and paid for it purely to listen to Jill Biden's books. I can't read it. She's got to read it to me. Obsessed with the Bidens. But my thank you next this week is cancel culture because Jodie Comer has met this guy and everyone's trying to cancel her because he is a Trump supporter. Again, like I say, I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't believe in anything he believes in. However, 50% of America do. The thing is with America, I don't want to generalise and hello to any American listeners. love you. Can't wait to come over and live there. Um, (laughs) But I... I've spoken to a lot of my friends because I follow a lot of families on YouTube who are very like, uh, we love everyone, peace and love, da, 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 da. and then they vote Trump. So I messaged one of my friends and said, like, can you explain this to me? And she said, that in America, people are like one policy voters. So it depends what's the most important thing to you and whoever backs that. And these people are all very anti-abortion. So obviously they vote for Trump. And I just think with Jodie, you don't know the full story. This boy, his family might all be big Trump supporters and... He might have to say that he's one. He might be one. Like, look, I'm a big Labour Party supporter, right? My dad's a massive Tory. We still have dinner together every night. We have loads of animated debates over the dinner table. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we love each other any less. It just means we have different views. And I put someone, I did a Q&A on Instagram the other night when I was drunk. I had to delete this slide afterwards. But here we go. Because like the next day I was like, mm. basically, someone questioned and said, would you date someone with opposite political beliefs? And I said, like, right, look. I'm a Labour girl, you know that. I'm very big on social justice. Like, I can work down the food bank twice a week. Like, I am all about helping everyone, right? So, if I met a boy who was you know, went out shooting stuff and wore real fur and would rather pay less tax if it meant that, like, kids could go hungry. And, you know, I hate the whole thing. I've worked hard for money, I've worked hard for money, so you're telling me that people that work 12-hour shifts in Sainsbury's don't work hard, OK? Mm. But like I said, I have met some lovely conservatives and who have changed my mind. So not everyone's the same, but I just want someone nice. So, yes, I don't think Jodie should be cancelled because she's dating someone with opposite political beliefs to her. Thank you for coming to my TED talk.
0: Oh, we loved it, honey. <laughs> you know, I've worked in many offices, whatever, and I've told you before, like, Amy, like I'm one of those people that when I'm working with a team of people, they become like my second family and I have to get on with them and I make them get on with me. And if it if it fails, like I, I'm out. So yeah, so like my last, yeah, you know, one of my last workplaces. So obviously the girl who was my work wife, who I was closest to, is a Tory supporter but it's like we get on about everything. We have similar views about everything. I don't know why she's a Tory supporter. I've never bothered to get into it with her but Yeah, it seems like we're both against racism. We're both not homophobes. Um, You know, the big stuff that I care about, like she's the same. So I'm just kind of like, whatever. She supports them. I don't know why. I'm not not even interested in finding out why because I don't care. It's not going to affect our friendship. We have a friendship. She is so supportive to me. She's lovely. She stayed over at my house. She's hung out with my immigrant parents. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just kind of like, "Mm." there's no issue. But at the same time, there's girls in my office who have unfollowed her on Twitter, etc, etc. because of just her tweets and, and, you know. I put a post up
2: congratulating my new favourite person in the whole world, Joe Biden, and my third favourite person, Kamala Harris, obviously Jill's number two. And I put a post up congratulating that And lots of my American followers unfollowed me because they were like, unfollow, he's this, he's that. So I was like, I don't understand why you have to unfollow me just because I have a different view to you. So I put on Twitter, and you should never do this, never ask a question on Twitter, ask like people, don't ask on Twitter because it, Never ends well, as I'm about to tell you. Okay. So I just put, (laughs) in America, if you're a Republican, are you only allowed to be friends with Republicans? And if you're a Democrat, you And by that, I mean, if you are at high school and you're from a Democrat family and... You meet someone, you're like, oh, I love musicals. Oh, my God, so do I. And then you're like, oh, let's be friends. And then you go around to their house and they're all Republicans. There's, like, guns on the wall. Like, you know, there's, like, MAGA hats everywhere. Like, can you not be friends with your fellow 14-year-old musical-loving friend? Like, is that, is it like, is it like West Side Story? Is there two gangs? I put that on Twitter. And there's a a group of girls that hate me anyway because I, I dared to say that there was more musicals in the world than six. And they all started on. So you're saying that you'd be friends with people who are racist and homophobic. And I was like, what? No, they didn't say that first. I said, so you'd be friends with people. I said, well, my dad's a Tory. I said, but I still, you know, talk to, him. we have debates and stuff over the dinner table, da da da. And they were like, Amy Hart sides of racists and homophobic. I was like, whoa. But then when I asked my American friends, they she was like, it's only in the last four years that it's become so divisive because she said, my parents, my mum was a Democrat, my dad was Republican. They canceled each other's votes out for 60 years. In
1: regards to the, uh, it's Jodie, her name's Jodie, right?
0: Jodie Comer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't think it's fair if people are gonna like troll her or like send her abuse. But at the same time, like I was just thinking, imagine if you were a Trump supporter, would we even be talking to you right now? Like, Ratch? like... Probably not, no. Would we? Like, would we? Like... The only way to change people's mind is by sort
2: of educating them, isn't it? So, like, for example, my brother, first time he could vote last Christmas, our granddad was a Lib Dem for his whole life and he died in September, so my brother was going to vote Lib Dem. And then at the very last minute, my dad managed to change his mind and get him to vote Tory. So his girlfriend bought him 10 Christmas dinners for homeless people as his... uh as his Christmas present. Hey. And write on the card, that's what you get for inviting and Tori.
0: <laughs> I like that, that's really smart. <laughs> Have 10 crisis Christmas dinners. That's handled. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so Amy, we're gonna get onto the three lessons that you're gonna say thank you next to. So to start off, one taught you to live in the moment darling oh we like that
2: tell us more i am one for like really not living in the moment and before love island i used to take stuff for granted so i'd be in all these amazing places and i think of all the times I took a sleeping tablet at seven o'clock so I could have like a full 14 hours sleep and I was in Barbados or St Lucia but also when you leave Love Island obviously reality tv can be a short shelf life but it depends sort of I think as long as you diversify that'd be my my advice to anyone going on reality tv is you diversify I don't do stuff that you would normally expect I don't do teeth whitening I don't do Car air fresheners, weight loss shakes, lollipops. Oh, I don't do weight loss shakes. I've got too many kids following me. Everyone said to me from literally like the day I got home, We well, yeah, make the most of it because, like, it'll be over soon. Like, you've got to make, you got to really milk it. you got really milk it because you've only got a year. And they said that like, really gleefully. Like, they're like, Yeah, because obviously it's not going to last forever, is it? So, you know, you've got to make the most of it. And you, are you making the most of it though? Because, you know, are you, are you actually earning money? someone One of my old friends from BA phoned me. And she's like a middle-aged woman. And she went, but are you actually making money though? And I was like, what an awful question to ask me. And
1: I was like, of course. I really hate that. People don't say, are you happy with what you're doing? Are you enjoying yeah. it? Does it set your soul on fire? Mm. Are you making money?
2: Fuck off. Who cares? My crew friends, I adore them all. But there's certain people who my friends said that like, when I, I got a Range Rover, like three months after I came out the villa. What?
1: Oh, was it red? I think I seen it when I was stalking you. Yeah, when I smashed up the wall. You smashed a wall with your Range Rover. Fuck! I didn't know that bit.
2: Yeah, I pulled in. I didn't. I didn't get enough swing on the driveway, and I heard this bang. Oh and I was my like, god! And I around the front of my car, and it was scratched. And I was like, "Oh, that's fine." They looked round the whole walls down. Oh mate! Wow! And people were asking my friends. So they like go to work. How's Amy? Oh yeah, she's good. Yeah. So that um that Range Rover she's got is that leased or is that has she bought that outright? Like has she got that on finance or has she like bought it for cash? And she they're like, why? And like, how much does Amy earn per Instagram post? And I get that it's it's a it's an industry we like still publicly don't really know a lot about.
0: Google's there, yeah, <laughs> you can Google it.
1: No, but I think it is a jealousy because it looks easy. It looks like everything you've done. It, like it looks like oh that's yeah you know like the overnight success. People see it like yeah. that. This is the thing, like before I went
2: in, everyone was like, Oh my god, I'm so jealous. You're going on Love Island, I'm so jealous, I'm so jealous. And then about three weeks after I came out, I was going to my friends, Do you you go I know the casting team now, do you want to go? And they're all like, Absolutely not. Like, you've told us about it. We've now watched you when you come out. But yes, people are very gleefully like, you know, oh, you know, it will, it won't last. And I just think so then I spent the first six months of my sort of post-Love Island career worrying about when it was going to be over and I didn't enjoy anything because I was too busy so like in the style is my like absolute favorite brand and I got a collection with them and I was too busy thinking what if it doesn't sell what if it doesn't sell and then when it was released I wasn't like oh my little collection I was on there looking at the stock and looking at what's Like, okay size eight sold out in that okay cool. what do I need to push more because I was so petrified what if I don't get another one and then I got a second one and I got a third one and I didn't get a fourth one and I spent a long time being really upset that I didn't get a fourth one rather than being like I used to spend all my wages in the style and I've had three collections with them.
1: It's so mad, but I think that's like a human thing. Like, I definitely do that. If you hear
2: something enough, it does infiltrate in and everyone's saying, it's going to be over, it's going to be over, it's going to be over. That's hard. And that makes you think, oh God, like, oh, what am I going to do? For oh, I can't even really have left my job. Like my mum said to me the other day when I was having a event stress because I still have a stress. I, I'm learning to live in the moment, but I still have a bit of stress. Mum went, the thing is, Amy, I understand that you do have it hard sometimes with the trolls. You know, I know your life is quite stressful, but you know, you've got it a lot easier than what you did at BA. And I went, Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So you have to just live in the moment and and you know what the first time that I properly proper so I came out the villa in July. The first time that I got home I went, wow, I lived in the moment really was the National Television Awards. Yeah. I just loved it. And that was in the January. So that took quite a long time to actually probably just be like, I'm just going to enjoy this.
0: So what was the turning point? What made you think, okay, I actually need to stop stressing and being like listening to these people that are saying, oh, it's 15 minutes, this is your 15 minutes? Or um,
2: I don't think it ever goes away, to be honest. Okay. I have to consciously try. So I had like sort of therapy a bit on and off, but when you're really busy, it's really hard to go in. And then in February, I had one weekend where... It was my last day of filming for Celebrity Go Dating. So I had, I'm never going to work again. Then on the Saturday, sadly, Caroline Flack died. So there was that. And then on the Sunday, we went and cleared out my granddad's flat, who had died. And it was like everything from my childhood. And like my granny and granddad kept everything. Yeah. And so I had those three days. So it was all a bit like my capacity bucket was overflowing. Then that week I saw all different groups of friends. And every time I'd see someone the next day I'd get, and I hadn't noticed, but I'd get a text the next day from people that wouldn't normally text me to be like, just checking you're all right. I hope your new life is is all you wanted it to be. And, I'm always here if you needed a chat or anything and I was like what or what and then it got to like the Friday and I was like actually do you know what no I do need more help so I called my therapist I was like right I need to book in for weekly sessions I think and the first week I went in there I was like I'm never gonna work again and then I was fine then in like September I started being at that again and she was like do you remember when you said to me in March or February I was like yeah and she's like and we've been in a global pandemic but have you still worked and I was like yeah and she was like so you probably will still work again won't you and I was like yeah um so it's just having to like shift your mind it it might end one day I don't want to get to the end and be like I spent the whole time I was in it worrying about the end because the end's going to happen inevitably so see it's a a balance between the two I always get asked what's your five-year plan I'm like look I thought I was going to be a loose woman panelist and it didn't happen like I did I did two shows and it was amazing that was like oh my god I'm I'm living my dream I'm like but then it didn't happen. But, you know, again, you've watched Loose Women since you were 12. And it came out, you know, Loose Women presented by Colleen Nolan, Amy Hart, Sarah and Janet Strait Porter. Like, if you told me two years ago that was going to happen, I'd never have believed you. So you have to go.
0: Amy, you're not old enough, like, to be a Loose Woman yet. It's not your time yet. Like, you need to assess that situation. <laughs> That's the thing. And I just think... um like, you know, you can't, so when people
2: say, what, what, what are your goals? I, say, I don't like to make goals because there's certain things that I never thought would be a thing. Um, and there's, I've got stuff coming up. I can't talk about, but, um, there's certain stuff that if you said to me like that, I'd be like, well, that's not going to happen, is it? Whereas it is. So I don't like to make goals. I just like to, you know, enjoy life.
1: I think it's interesting what you said about like, you know, diversifying and trying different stuff and just doing you, you know, I think it's really important to like find the balance of, uh. Living in the moment and then also like planning ahead. Because obviously, if you're living so much in the moment and not planning ahead, then you don't know where you're you're literally just like fumbling along. And then if you're planning ahead, you're never living in the moment. It's mad. So, just to recap, what are you saying thank
0: you next to?
2: I am saying thank you next to not living in the moment and letting people
1: affect you. Thanks, but uh, next. So, we're ready for lesson two. So, one taught me your enemy's friend is also your enemy. Ooh, that took me a second. I actually had to think about that. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that one? Just, oh, it's just really difficult. So
2: I lost a lot of friends through Love Island. They were never friends in the first place,
0: but I didn't know. So they were fake friends. Yeah, and I didn't know. And then Love Island exposed them.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it takes that, though, to work out who's a fake mate. Yeah.
0: It's success, isn't it? Is it success that exposes that? There's people that I've
2: grown up with that have been horrendously, horrendously horrible to me. And then some of my friends still will be like, oh, my God, love you, to them. And I'm like, and they're like, look, I'm friends with both of you. And I'm like, okay, okay. I think the thing is as well, which I'll come on to in rule number three, spoiler alert, is I am very, like loyalty is my top thing, like loyalty. And if someone winds you up, if someone is nasty to you, one of my friends who's in the theatre industry, her boyfriend went off with another dancer. And I said to her at the time, I was like, I promise you, no matter what, if I see them at an after show party, they will never get a well done from me. They will never be included in any of my red carpet interviews. And they will never get a tweet from me, ever, because you're my friend and they've done this to you and that's it. So they piss you off, they piss me off, done. Not everyone's like that and that's fine because like there's
1: certain people in there that I probably could have ditched years ago, but because I had to see them all the time, I didn't. That's the great thing about COVID, by the way. Not You know people you don't want to see, you don't have to...
2: I find it hard that there's people like in the public eye that have been really nasty to Hannah, my best friend, which is the ultimate no. When I see people that I know supporting them on Twitter, I'm like, I literally go on the DMs. I'm like, just to let you know, they're really horrible to Hannah. And they're like, I'll go and delete the tweet. Hannah does not necessarily be horrible to. But yeah, so I just think you have to be wary of people that are friends with your enemies, basically.
1: Raj disagrees with this. Come on, Raj.
0: And so I have a situation and I'd like your take on it. So I have friends who are all from the same workplace and we've all worked together and whatever. And they're in different age groups, whatever. So I'm really, really good friends with one person who's on this side of the crew. And I'm really, really good friends with a couple of people who are on this side of the crew. And they don't get on, regardless of them trying to get on. They just don't get on. They don't see eye to eye. But I'm so close with both of them. And recently this one said to me, I find it really hard when I see pictures of you on Instagram with the other lot because you know you're my friend and they're not good people and I don't want them to fuck you over and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, look, like they really like you. They want to be friends with you. Like they've told me that they like you. They've never said a bad thing about you to me. So like I'm I'm in that position where I'm like, okay, I'm friends with both of them. And I would never tell that person, the other person's staff or whatever. But it's just such an awkward situation because I feel bad when I'm with the other humans. But at the same time, I don't wanna have to choose because and there was no incident that created this. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like someone cheated on someone or someone spoke behind someone's back or something like that. And I feel like it's in both of their heads, like especially the other one, like I think it's in that person's head that these people don't like that person. Yeah. I'm
2: trying not to. So my my answer to that is mm. because there's been no actual like incident act, act of nastiness that's fine because not everyone's always going to get on. I have friends that don't get on mm. or I have like my friends, or friends are friends of people I don't get on with mm. like, or who I think are just a bit annoying or whatever. I think when there's not been an act, that's fine because not everyone is for everyone. For example, one of my friends got cheated on and the girl that went off with their boyfriend, I then had to work with her. Oh wow. So I was like, I'm, I can't work in the same galleys as her, I'm afraid. And everyone was like, Oh, I'll grow up. And I was like, no, like, I don't I don't have anything I know what she does I know where she comes from and I've got nothing I've got no conversations to have with her like just put me in a different galley that's fine Mm. I found that quite hard on Love Island actually because you have to get on with everyone and I I'm like but they've done that to you why are you talking to them like
1: seeing it in your face is the hardest like not being able to escape is freaking mad like that is that's insane yeah that's that's hard i rate you for being able to be in that environment it was hard especially
2: especially especially eight and a half years as being crew although you're around passengers and stuff where well, a cab manager i had my own little office at the front of the aircraft so i could go there and do my paperwork i'd go down for breakfast and i would go down for drinks but the rest of the time i'd be on my own so i i do really like my own company so being with people 24 7 was really hard
1: i also wanted to throw a little A little sitch into the mix. I've got my best friend. She knows, yeah. She knows that someone hurt my feelings. But she would never say, okay, it's not like I want her to cuss them, yeah. But like, I've tested her a few times. I've been like, is that person a bad person? And she's like, no. And I'm like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Is that person who hurt me so bad a bad person? And she's like, no. And I'm like, wow.
2: No, they're they not a bad person. They just do bad things. Oh, bore me later. Do you know what I mean? There's a bit of that I just can't move past. And I understand on the flip side, you can't always burn all your bridges. So like some people just like to keep the peace and some people don't like to alienate people. Whereas I'm like zapping everyone up. Buzz Lightyear.
1: So let's recap what you are saying thank you next to. What are you saying thank you next to?
2: I'm saying thank you next to fake friends. Ooh. 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 I don't want none of them either. <laughs>
1: that's the thing. It's like you can be friends with
2: like both groups. That's fine because you're a real friend. And if there's been no actual action,
0: um, but it's, yeah, fake friends. Definitely. Thank you.
1: Next.
0: Okay. So we're on lesson three. So Amy, one taught you to not take my best friends for granted.
2: Through my therapy, I have learned, um, so it's been, I've been doing CBT therapy, and basically everything that happens in your life, then basically it's like a little bit and a little bit and a little bit that all contributes to how you live your life. And basically, I found out through doing CBT that my core beliefs are that I am unlikable, that I am not good enough, that I'm a failure, and that I'm ugly. So that's why. And I've lived my whole life with those at the back of my head. I didn't know they were there, but everything so stuff like my therapist say if, and have you had an anxiety this week and I said oh I did but there was a reason for it so it was fine and she'd say okay so what was the reason I'm like well my makeup artist cancelled and I was worried that I couldn't get another one but she said no but but what would happen if you didn't have a makeup artist and I said well I'd have to do it myself and what would happen then I was like well I wouldn't look as good and she's like if you didn't look as good I was like then people would say that I looked bad and people wouldn't want to be my friend and she's like Everything goes, but I promise you, everything in your life goes back to those four things. So we need to get rid of these four things, and one of them obviously is being unlikable. So I crave like being liked. It's really interesting because I don't like many people, but the people I do like, I want them to be my friends. And I always say I have the safe zone. So the safe zone. is like Hannah. I don't want to list. I'm not listing everyone. Just saying. So, like, so Hannah is in the safe zone, obviously. 10 years, best friend. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Rhiannon,
2: um, who is someone that I've been best friends with for, like, sort of three years. Like, she's like a... I have, like, a special medal for getting her into the safe zone because she hates people that hang out with people from work. I, I would never call her my best friend. And then she called me her best friend. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Um, so she's like a special commendation. Um and like Luke is one of my gay best friends, like he like they're all in the safe zone. And because they're in the safe zone, they don't get as much well, they didn't before I worked out what I was doing. So then I have like the the non-safe zone. And that is like newer friends or people who I'm not confident in their friendship. And it might be because I haven't known them for that long or I think they're a different like status to me so I think they're above me like I love musicals so anyone that's in a musical is automatically a a level above me like and so I think and they and they're all like I'm in the ensemble of a musical and you're Amy from Love Island like of course I want to be your friend and I'm like well no because I I just I always think that like you're loads of levels above me so so then I give 150 percent to those friendships Because I think that the more I put in, the more people will like me.
1: I fully relate to everything you just said in your therapy stuff. And I think it's so good that you found out that stuff because it's true. Everything does relate back to those things. I give 150% attention to my friends that aren't in the safe zone because I
2: want to like get in there. I mean, I don't know when they'll be in there. I don't know what my actual measures are. I worry about so stuff like if I go out with Hannah or Rhiannon, I can get as drunk as I want. There's certain friends in my non-safe zone that I won't drink around because I'm like, mm. I become a liability when I'm drunk and I don't want them to not be my friend. Yeah, mm. Which is really bad because I know that they, they have seen me drunk before. With Hannah, I say stuff and don't think about it. With my friends, they're not in the safe zone. I say stuff and I replay it and I replay it and I think, oh my God. And
1: I still worry. Are you being
2: yourself or are you being a version of yourself? Probably not. No, a version of myself. Yeah. Because
1: you're worried they're going to like judge you, I guess, maybe.
2: Yeah. And I mean, like, so the, the way that I realized it was so Luke, his birthday was like the second week of lockdown. And we had a whole weekend. It was the first weekend of lockdown. So we had a whole weekend planned. And obviously also all got cancelled. But this is when we thought lockdown was going to be three weeks. So then a couple of weeks later, it was one of my non-safe zone friend's birthdays. So I, like, found out what his favourite drink was. And he's gay, this guy. So it's not like I fancied him or anything. Um, but, like, found out what his favourite drink was. Sent him, like, this bottle of gin, like, tonic, some chocolate to go with it and stuff. And then he didn't acknowledge that I'd sent it. So then I'd text him being like, have I upset you? Oh God. And I got really bad anxiety. And whereas then my therapist said, if you sent Hannah a present and she didn't like, and you've got the delivery notification, she didn't text you within 10 minutes, what would you do? I was like, I'd obviously send her a voice note. and be like, Oi, why haven't you messaged me about the present I sent you? She's like, but because you're, you're scared of rejection um, by these people you you won't do that to them so then I got really upset because I was like oh my god like I wouldn't like I wouldn't necessarily do that for my like best friends because like, I know they're always going to be there I take them for granted so then I literally like got really upset and was sending them all voice notes like, I'm really sorry um but yeah so it's fine now and I, I've sort of rejigged my priorities and stuff I mean I still like mm. and it's really weird like i got go out for dinner with certain friends and I won't eat anything and I come away and I'm like I'm bloody starving and I've had like a huge dinner in front of me but it's because I've, I don't know that I feel
0: self-conscious or like I don't know it's really weird has it got worse since Love Island is it because you're now seen as Amy from Love Island or was it oh it's always no it's because the way that I see them and like one of my friends we were on
2: this like musical theatre zoom thing and she said, oh, yeah, I think my friend Amy's on here, actually. I've known her for five years. I messaged her and I was like, oh, thanks for calling me your friend. Like, I always get, and she was like, we've known each other for five years. Like, why Why would I, like, we go out for dinner once a month. Like, why would I not be your friend? I'm like, yeah, no, I don't call anyone my friend until, um, until they've called me their friend.
1: I kind of get that because I think as, we, like, as we get older, it's like, I don't know, people say it's, like, more difficult to make friends. I don't know if that's true or not. I still try, but... It's it's different. It's not so obvious. Like we don't play in the playground every single day, or like it's not what it, yeah. it our old idea of friends. And it also changes. And I think the way yeah. like when you get older, like I've realized that my friendships with like my best friends, or I mean, I
2: mm.
1: I also feel away about that term sometimes, but I used it earlier, and I do tend to use it. It doesn't necessarily mean we have to be in each other's pockets all the time, yeah. and just like appreciating the things that they do do, like it's funny how we try and woo strangers into being our friends like doing nice stuff for them yeah whereas like our friends we might take for granted a bit more I know I definitely have done that but now I'm like the friendship that we've got I really appreciate I'm like wow look at what we've created it's like there was a guy that I really fancied and I really
2: fancied him and I managed to become friends with him managed to infiltrate my way in because he I wasn't famous at the time and he um was sort of sort of famous he was like known in sort of his industry and stuff so i managed to become friends with him and i spent the whole nine months with we were friends doing the same the same thing so he would text me i would or i would know so when he texted me it was different but if i was going to text him to be like oh i'm coming up to london blah, 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 i'd write it edit it send it to my friend they'd edit it send it back like literally text me like i'm coming up to london next week while you're around right so i'd have it and I'd feel sick. I'd feel sick. And it would take me a good 10 minutes to press send. Then I'd press send. And then in like the 20 minutes it would take him to reply, I'd be like, why have you done that? He, what, like, he's not your friend. Like, why would he want to be friends with you? You know, why, why do you think he's your friend? Da, 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 da. And then he texts me back and I'd be like, oh, okay, no, it's fine. And then just repeat, repeat, repeat. And I really so in this constant him.
1: state of anxiety, man.
2: Yeah. And I really fancied him. And I used to get really, really drunk. And that was the other thing I used to do. So, so he was in shows in London and, We'd go out for dinner before and because I knew I was going to see him, I'd get anxiety so I wouldn't be able to eat. So then I'd order all this food I wouldn't eat and then obviously I'd see him and then he'd get by me big glass of rose and so I'd get absolutely trashed. I'd say loads of stuff. And then the next day I'd be like, oh my God, he's never going to want to see me again. Like, why would you want to be friends with someone like me? I'm such a liability, da, da, da. And then I get a text like an hour later, like, great night last night. Can't wait to see you soon. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And then j- again, 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 again. So the show was coming to an end and I was like, right, what can I do to make him realise how thoughtful I am um so I, so I don't know this bit of a narcissistic trait which is really bad like I don't like to uh, identify that in myself but I'm like I'm a thoughtful person what can I do to show him that I'm a thoughtful person and make him think she's a very thoughtful person she's the kind of person I want to marry
1: um I do the same thing so much so that I once gave someone this is going to sound so dumb this is really really bad you guys are going to die when you hear this it wasn't to be thoughtful it was to be funny I wanted to show this person how funny I was So I shaved the side of my head and I gave them a bag of my hair and put it on their wall and had a little sign.
0: (laughs) What the fuck? Are you all right? No. I haven't done that. is... I'm sorry. Wait, what were you trying to... I was trying to show off how funny I was. No, no, no. Hadi... Because it's really
1: creepy. I thought it was funny. Wait, what? Hadi... And I bought a sign and it said, my best friend. And I thought it'd be funny. Hadi, are you mad? (laughs) But so what I did <laughs> on a lesser scale was I... Um, Roger's dead.
0: <laughs> I died. Fuck it. Don't ever send me your hair, no. you fucking freak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, Amy, you left but, um, the... You-
2: so, so what I did was, bearing in mind that I used to earn like £1,300 a month at this point, right? I spent the best part of 200 quid on this like box of all his favourite things.
1: Why didn't you just give him your hair? It's free. I know, yeah. Um, it's my hair extensions <laughs> to remember me by.
2: Um but yeah I did like him like a box of all his favourite things and he was like oh my god you're the most thoughtful person ever. Nobody's ever done anything like this for me before. Like I'm so lucky to have you as a friend. Like did yeah, he propose? And then as a friend yeah. as a no, friend and then he and then he cut me out of his life after that. I was like I want my fucking box back. <sighs> So okay, he was already. How did so? When have you have you ever heard from this guy
0: before, after, since no. this?
2: I've I've seen him at, at an event, and we I was quite pissed, obviously as usual. Um, she's an old wine, oh wine, wino, dear. Wait, but this was before Love Island. No,
0: after. Oh. Oh, so he didn't try and get back into no. your books or whatever after
2: Love Island. Um. Oh. And he, I saw him at this event, and I was quite pissed. And I play down what I've done since I left Love Island. Because I think, you know, people are out there curing cancer, and there's me like, oh yeah, I've been on loose women twice, and I've got three ranges within the style and stuff. So I, I try and play it down. I'm like, oh, you just a bit of this, but that, it, all this. I you believe me, when he said, What have you been up to? I listed from start to finish what I've been up to. I was like, I am not going to let you. I'm not gonna let you think that I'm not doing
0: well. Good for you. I think when it comes to men, we do these weird things. Because I kind of do that too. Like, all right, I'm talking to a guy right now and he'll message me back. And I can't even say the chat's romantic, yeah? But in my head, I'm like, it's romantic. But it's not. It's definitely not, mate. It's dead. Shut up. (laughs) And, (laughs) And basically, like, he'll respond sometimes three days later. But I... I am yeah. a very good communicator, Amy. Like if someone emails me, I will email them back immediately. Does that mean you're a good communicator? Or does, I don't know if fast doesn't mean good. When you message me, <laughs> no, but it's like- It's quality, not quantity. Like, <laughs> If someone asks me something, I'll respond to you. You'll get a response from me that day. I don't ever leave anyone hanging. And I think that's just so rude. And it's just bad communication. And it just shows a lack of interest and respect for that person. No one's that busy. None of us are Beyonce, you know? So I'm just kind of like, okay. And this guy will just message me back. Like three days later and I'll always be like okay let me wait two hours and I have to make a conscious effort yeah to wait two hours or be like let me wait five hours today yeah I feel yeah but I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what I'm trying to prove someone that I'm no longer friends with sadly
2: but I remember her saying to me um there was a guy that I was texting on and off for like months and months yeah and he wouldn't text me for like six weeks and he suddenly <sighs> starts texting me again and I'd be like oh my god yes. six weeks um, and she's like stop being grateful Like, he's treating you like shit. Um, It's breadcrumbing. Breadcrumbing, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you you were in Milton Keynes. (laughs) Okay, I'll drive to Milton Keynes for a date. Like, oh, you're going to be in Birmingham? I can't drive to Birmingham. I went on a date the other week, actually, and he drove down to Brighton. He was not the one, but the fact that he came down to see me, for, for I'm 28 years old, and that's the first person that's ever actually made any proper effort for me.
1: This is the thing. I've noticed with my friends who haven't had like, i do not I don't know fully if you have or you haven't, but they've not had like long-term relationships or like a relationship that's lasted. Oh, they've not been treated that great they are grateful for the shittiest things. Yeah. They're like,
0: wow. But Hardy, hold on. Let's rewind. I've had like a five-year relationship, a, a six-year relationship.
1: Yeah, but what are you playing at? You've got no excuse.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, like we digress. Oh, so this is this is a
1: standards thing, isn't it? I love that. I've got friends that yeah, yeah, yeah. I know talking about <laughs> like me. So. No, no, I wasn't trying. I wasn't chatting about her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, fine. Oh, actually, I actually have someone else in mind, but but yeah, I 100% get giving like 150% to people and not getting that much back. But I realized lately that I need to take a step back and also reassess. It's not like you're counting how many things you've done for each other, but like test the water. Like I've made you something. I shared like food with you. Yeah. Did you say thanks? Yeah. You know, did you say it tasted nice? Like little things.
0: Yeah, I think basically what this is about is boundaries and having stronger boundaries and understanding you know how to respect yourself the way you want others to respect you and yeah yeah keeping those strong boundaries because i've definitely done the same as you in friendships like where i give 150 percent. and i did that for years and it was like a toxic thing and the only thing that broke broke me out of that was when i went through my most recent breakup which was like the worst one i've ever been through and you just saw like who was there for you and who wasn't. Yeah. And who made that situation about themselves rather than you and just didn't check in and I was, after that I was just like I'll be there for you, we'll be friends, I'll be present at your birthday, I'll see you before Christmas, whatever. We'll do all that stuff, but yeah, I will never leave my family to be with you or you know, things that I've done previously, it's never going to happen again ever
1: sometimes you just got to go through it to know though and if you didn't know yeah sometimes you get served the same fucking lesson again 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 until you learn it
0: yeah and i feel like i was served that lesson over and over again yeah i've been served the same lesson over and over and over again so let's recap what are you saying thank you next to
2: i'm saying thank you next to wasting energy on people that wouldn't waste it on you
0: that's beautiful Mm -hmm. love that love that but before we let you go obviously uh we want to talk about x in the city yeah I have a theory about exes, right? And I'm just, I always say this to Hardeep as well, like your exes <laughs> should be blocked. Like for me, any of my exes, they are literally dead to me. They're dead. Wow. So if I had to go on X in the Sea, I'd be like, oh, there's a ghost called, called the Ghostbusters. So what are your feelings on exes? Can you be friends with an ex? Um, I don't, because I always end quite badly because I
2: go with a little bit like, why did you do this? But I got I got one friend, and she's friends like, and she's older than me, and she still speaks to all of her exes. She always ends it on good terms. She still speaks to all her exes, and I think that's really admirable.
1: Do you think she's slightly trying to keep the door open so she can go back? Sounds like it.
2: <laughs> no, not at all.
1: I. That's my theory.
2: I mean, it was in the papers. When, when me and Curtis saw each other out clubbing. It was the first clubbing. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, back in the day. And we saw each other out and I'd had quite a few wines and it was sort of, it was what I needed to hear because I was like, I know you probably think I'm a really bad person. and He was like, I don't think you're a bad person. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear because I thought that he hated me. So the fact that he was like, no, I mean, I don't think you're a bad person at all. Like, it's fine. I know you're a good person and you're a genuine person. I understand more now that we've come out how genuine you actually were. I was like,
0: oh, okay. Why did you think you were a bad person? You weren't a bad person.
1: Yeah, there's no way. No way. No, no, no. I thought he thought I was one. Oh, I right. know I wasn't
0: one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not start about Curtis.
1: No one cares what he thinks.
0: Yeah, sorry. I don't <laughs> I don't care. But anyway, <laughs> I don't um, care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I actually read during my stalking that you used to, used to were on a podcast. He, they surprised him with you. Is that correct? Are you kidding? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it was fun. If someone surprised me with my ex, I would...
0: Yes, yeah, so I, would I... The last thing that I need to know, so on our last episode, we kind of talked about revenge. So sometimes when a relationship ends, you know, people are hell bent on getting a little bit of revenge on their ex. I've never done it. I sometimes have fantasized about doing it. Have you ever have you ever done anything to get revenge on an ex?
2: Not yet, no, but I feel like revenge is is best served cold. And there's been boys um, in the theater industry that have treated me really poorly. And I'm starting to be a theater producer from next year. Ooh.
0: (laughs) We'll see how that audition pans out, darling. We'll see how it goes down. I love that. And that's what I said. I was like, success is the best revenge. So that's what I always focus on and just being like, oh, okay, here's... The award I won last year, huh, mm. or whatever. Um, and yeah, it's just that like you can t- you can deal with seeing that stuff rather than yeah. me slashing your tires or chucking an egg at your house or whatever. As much as that stuff would amuse me, but I haven't done it.
1: I still stand by a cheeky egg being hilarious. I can't wait for an egg at someone's house.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for having me. We're looking forward to seeing you on X and the C and seeing how you handled those X's. Oh my god. Yes, thank you. And we'll. See see you again hopefully on thank you next thank you so much thank you next all right hardeep so now that amy has left the podcast i need to ask you something really serious uh, <laughs> what was going on with you sending your hair to a boy?
1: Well, obviously, I thought it was really funny at the time, and it was obviously a little bit creepy as well, which I found funny that it was creepy that I was sending somebody my hair. Did you send it in the post? How did you send it? Oh, no, 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 like I just gave it. You just I had it in my bag, they went and I got it out, and they lived in student halls at the time, so I got my like a pin and like pinned the bag of hair into the wall and then put a sign on it that said my best friend all right so what happened next it just stayed there i don't know how long it stayed there it stayed in that person's bedroom for a while did he know it was from you yeah i was in the room with him at the time so did you guys discuss it i think he like laughed it off <laughs> i just thought it was really funny so what happened next nothing that was it. <laughs> nothing happened. What,
0: okay did you get together no he parred me <laughs>
1: and i don't i don't know why
0: (laughs) and and what happened to your hair where did your hair go
1: he uh, moved out of those uni halls that year so i'm guessing he must have chucked it in the bin there was no question i did ask did you take the hair i don't i don't think he took it with him
0: well i'm glad we got to the bottom of that because i nearly died in between that recording like i was like dead Dying. You were you were so funny, like your reaction. You know, the only thing that would have been worse, right, is if you had sent your pubes to him. Okay, I, would <laughs> I would never do that. I would never do that. Like, babe,
1: I got a bikini wax for you. <laughs> Sometimes I've like been tempted to take like a wax strip and be like, look at this. Cause it is fascinating when you look at it. Cause like the way they like stick out, like it's like wow.
0: You know what I like when um, people put those things on their nose and they come out, and you can see all the little, the little. And I like touching them, like feeling them. Yeah, that's insane. Just fingering them. I
1: feel like I've never had one that's like worked or taken anything out.
0: Oh, I'll do it for you one day, and it'll work. Oh wow! You can see all these like little. They're, they're like little organisms, just being like.
1: Yeah, but what do you use?
0: Uh, the bois. I think it's bois wow and it works yeah and it works i've done it on boys and it's better on a boy like the stuff that comes out of boys noses i feel sick but i'm also really intrigued and really excited at the same time all right so let's let's recap on amy's on amy's lessons because i feel like there might have been things that we wanted to say so one was living obviously we've got shit to say (laughs) one was living in the moment and i have to say yeah living in the moment is something that i've always felt that i did but in a previous relationship it was something that i just couldn't do i wasn't allowed to do that i don't know how else i can explain this but anyway and since i've come out of that relationship and healed from it i'm just like any little thing that i wanted to do that i didn't have the balls to do or i talked myself out of or whatever like now i'm going to be living on the edge literally throughout my life i and no one will ever ever be in a position to be like you can't buy those or you can't have, I remember this one incident where we went to Selfridges. Yeah, I used to have a trainer hookup guy there cause he was really into kicks. I was really into kicks. And um, he would be like, whenever you come in I'll give you my staff discount. And I was like, oh my God, this is sick. This is mad. Like, So I remember that time there was the, a the Comme de Garçon Nike thing, yeah. There was Yeezys that I bought that day and there was something else. Just a regular pair of kicks. I was just like, I just needed. I think I just needed. Um, yeah, I just wanted Reeboks that day. And he was like, Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you my employee discount if you buy all three. And I was like, Yeah, cool. Holy shit! I remember my ex being with me, and he was like, You, you know, this is out of your. You know, we're supposed to be saving up. You know, this is this 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 this, this this. Mm. And it's just like another level of control. Like no person, no man, as well, no partner of yours should ever say to you. Mm, this is where we're supposed to be saving up. Like not over something dumb like trainers, which is just going to be maybe a 400 pound situation. Like shut up. You know, there's two points to this.
1: It's like, controlling behavior is one thing right mm. but it's also like say if you were both gonna save to go on holiday and you both agreed on a budget and then you go and spend 400 quid on shoes and that's different
0: listen like he got a percentage of my paycheck every month so i'm just like that's that's what you get and what's outside of that is mine so yeah 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 100 percent. so you better believe when, when that breakup happened i went and bought loads of trainers oh,
1: mate. You're, you have got some sick trainers what's all you wearing they were good.
0: Whatever they, what were they? What were the ones I was wearing the other day? I don't know. The kids trainers. What was wearing like kids the other- trainers?
1: Are you what's, you've got small people feet in it.
0: Are you all right? I'm like a size four, size five. Yeah, they're small people. It's feet. average. It's average. Why? What size are you? Seven. Oh, so we can't swap trainers. Great, yeah. So, like, basically, like this year, my plans was to to do a couple of courses, like one in LA and one in New York, and that's because I'm now living on the edge, not even living in the moment, living on the edge.
1: No, you're like following your dreams, and that and that's great. There's two point. That, I think there's two points to that, though, because there's one point where it's like you're living like a the life is very structured, but there's another point where like living in the moment completely all the time and I think I that's been like a balance I've been trying to strike like I remember I met a friend last year I remember not committing to anything and they were like okay there's a difference between difference between commitment and obligation and you need to choose what you want to commit to if you want to move forward in anything and when you live in the moment and you don't commit to anything or you're not making plans then you you know you're not also moving forward with your life so there's like two points of that like ways to look at it So Amy's second lesson was your friend's enemy is also your enemy. Haven't thought about that a little bit more. Every relationship is unique and hypothetically say if me and you had a mutual friend and we that mutual friend me and you didn't get along with I'd still want you to treat our relationship like it's a separate entity but there's also parts where sometimes that is like difficult. Say if like your ex treated you really badly and i just became best friends with them then it would
0: be really fucking weird if if that happened then it would have to be a conversation where i'd just be like okay i literally can't do this with you anymore because really yeah because that person ruined my life or tried to ruin my life tried to break me like if we're talking about the the, the ex that i'm thinking of right what if it was
1: a different one what if it was one that was less they're all
0: losers like they're <laughs> all people that you don't need to be talking to quite frankly so well you can't keep this this is mean this is what well, it's you always say i whatever i'm talking about my exes i'm saying it with my chest like i haven't met the one when i meet the one like he will never be spoken about in this manner but also i'm hoping my future exes will not have to be spoken about in this manner because i hope that our relationships will be able to end on amicable circumstances and not in the way that these previous ones have ended because it's not healthy but at the same time like when someone's a loser i'm gonna say like that is not worth your time you should not even be discussing anything with them you should not air should not be coming out of your mouth which is in front of them
1: interesting because you said Every relationship, you said in the podcast, you disagreed with that. And
0: now you're saying
1: you actually agree and I can't be friends with your ex.
0: That's different though. Because I, what I was, I was discussing a situation where it's a group of friends where one doesn't get on with the other and, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and they actually haven't done anything to hurt the other one. There's no history there. Okay. But if there's history and like the other person is actively making an effort to hang out with someone who hurt the other person, then I think okay fair enough. that is something that needs to be there are certain boundaries that you probably might want as yourself right like you might not want me to hang out with your ex like if i was hanging out with your ex and then we're talking about your ex on the podcast how would you feel
1: that'd be a bit much
0: you know you wouldn't be able to trust me you wouldn't be able to have conversations with me and like on the podcast you know we edit things out as well you wouldn't be able to trust me to say those things that we end up editing out you know we don't edit anything
1: oh out. my god whatever no you're right i think it's a point of trust isn't it it comes down to
0: trust a hundred percent baby Amy's third lesson was one that I kind of learned as well recently. And it's not to take your best friends for granted and give 150% to want to be friends. But I just want to expand on that. Like sometimes you give 150% to not people who are outside of your friendship circle, but even those close friends. And sometimes they don't deserve that 150. Sometimes you're not getting that back. And I think it's really important to just reciprocate the energy and just keep it at that. And then no one's feeling hurt or abused in that relationship
1: i agree this is something that i've been like dealing with specifically lately like where i feel like my energy isn't being reciprocated and i feel like historically that is always what it always comes down to with me or it has come down to like a recurring thing that i've not learned my lesson but it's something that you have to like learn and discover with each new person that you're friends with but i think being thankful for your actual friends and what they do for you is really fucking important like really like sitting down and thinking okay why well, do i let this person into my life and what do they bring and what do we how do we support each other how do we love each other
0: you know it's fucking beautiful so those were some great lessons she was a great guest huh she was a
1: very good talker and she those were yes very good lessons i agree lots of
0: good shit to say thank you next to thank you next
1: so we want to say thanks to Amy Hart for joining us today and for sharing her L's with us thanks babes
0: and we want to thank you for listening to the podcast make sure you share it with your mates someone who's given 150% to someone who doesn't deserve it reality TV fans fans of Love Island Amy Hart fans basically everyone fans of me oh yeah fans of Hardip i and fans of <laughs>
1: Raj Panda Raj I keep thinking your name's Rajdeep but it's not
0: what is your name? it's raj panda <laughs> that's my name
1: no no it's not it's raj something
0: that's my motherfucking name are you early no it's not what is it
1: no what is it again
0: it's rajveer my full name is rajveer jyoti kaur Jyoti. jyoti 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 wowsers trousers if you like what you heard make sure you hit nah scroll- what's your full name mate oh it's her deep quarter down it city dickhead
1: if you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe in Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to give us a review. What bit of this did you relate to the most? Which lessons made you feel seen? Oh yeah, also we love five stars, so give us five stars.
0: Also, like, let's not forget that whoever gives us the best review or tells us what they're saying thank you next to and like makes us feel a certain way is gonna get a dance from Hardy Kordada. And she's going to... Yeah, you guys can pick the song. You can also pick the outfit as long as it's not something sexual and degrading.
1: No, the outfit is not up for... The outfit is not...
0: You can pick the theme for the outfit.
1: No one's telling me what to wear. Here we go. Uh, but you can pick the song only if it's good though
0: anyway so we'll be back next week with more shit we want to say thank you next to remember to holler at us and let us know what you're saying thank you next to you can email us or leave us a voice note because we'd love to hear your voice
1: i would love to hear people's voices i really like different accents do
0: you get off do you get off on yeah, that I, yeah I mm, do. does it I really make you wet mm, okay i thought so <laughs> so <if laughs> only, you want to make
1: hardy wet only plants <laughs> diffusers and uh, really average men really average men get me wet
0: and voice notes from your podcast listeners so please send us those to hi thank you, next podcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on the socials where thank you next pod on TikTok Insta and Twitter
1: alright yeah so we're going now thank you guys for listening
0: I'm off to pretend I'm too busy to respond to messages from boys and I am off to have a shit oh lovely <laughs> See you next week guys.
1: Thanks but